Welcome to a very special edition of the Walk-Off Podcast, and not under happy circumstances. I'm Steve Gardner with USA Today columnist Bob Nightingale. And Bob, sad news, tragedy through the entire sports world, but especially through Major League Baseball, when shockwaves just hit all of us Sunday morning, finding out that Jose Fernandez, the all-star 24-year-old pitcher of the Miami Marlins, was killed in a boating accident. Bob, this is just a gut-wrenching thing for anybody who's a fan of Major League Baseball and a fan of players who love to play the game. I think that describes Jose Fernandez really well, don't you think? I do, Steve. Just such a young star and effervescent personality, and baseball needed him. Uh, he was perfect for baseball, and uh, yeah, just just a horrible, horrible day. Uh, just just for for what he meant to everybody. I mean, the Marlins and Braves canceled their game. Now, really, you know, I think if you ask the other teams, they wish they could have canceled theirs as well. Uh, nobody felt like playing. You know, the New York Mets win a game 17-0, the most lopsided victory in franchise history. And they're, they're kind of walking around their cl- with the clubhouse with their heads down and everything else. They had to hung up uh, Fernandez's jersey uh, in their dugout. They were supposed to face Fernandez tomorrow. And they're not looking for tomorrow at all. It's just going to be such a awkward, awkward day uh, facing the Marlins on uh, Monday and really for the rest of the season. Uh, every Every clubhouse in America was saddened by this. Yeah, it, it did seem like, you know, an outpouring of, of, of love and affection for this guy. I think partly because of the kind of, of player that he was. I mean, he was a guy, I know he, he seemed to enjoy being out there on the field, enjoy being on the mound, enjoy competing against the best of the best. And he was he was one of those that enjoyed it. and sometimes he he was maybe even a little too competitive because he sort of uh, tended to rub some people the wrong way but uh, that was just a part of of his love for the game right yeah a little bit like pedro martinez you know that just the uh, emotions he sh- showed uh during his fall of fame can career uh Dontrell Willis when he pitched for the Marlins just those guys were so much fun to watch and they had so much uh joy you know as Don Manley called it just the joy in his face it was like you know going out to a little league game and watching those uh, little guys play and that that was him you know I I happened to watch his last game in Miami on Tuesday night you know he struck out uh, 11, 12 uh, Nationals players, three hits. I mean, just cruise there. And you're thinking, my God, once he has a uh, a full winner under his belt after having undergone Tommy John surgery, you know, who knew what was going to happen next year? I mean, this guy would be uh, a legitimate Cy Young, uh, Cy Young Award winner. And the thing, too, is that a lot of players, when they have something like Tommy John surgery and they come back from it, that's kind of a – and uh, you know uh, a high point in their career because they faced adversity. But with Jose Fernandez, that may have been way down the list on the adversity that he faced uh, just even getting to the major leagues to play. Can you kind of go back through some of the backstory and and how he came from Cuba and came to play in in the major leagues and and display his talent? I mean, here was here was a kid, Steve, that when he was eight years old, he dreamed about playing in the major leagues and uh and so uh he and his family or he and his mom tried three different times to get to uh escape to uh, the united states three times they failed 
he spent months in prison in Cuba at the age of 14 with grown men, not knowing if he'd ever uh, leave prison or, or, or survive. And he said a lot of those people had given up in prison. And so they tried one more time, went down to Mexico. And on the way there, uh, his uh, big wave comes on board. His mo- mom is washed away. He swims 15 minutes to go save her and, uh, and brings her back to the boat alive. Then, of course, his grandmother, you know, comes to the United States for the first time where the Marlins had arranged that. And she was there. I mean, he had he had the uh, tattoos of uh, his mom's name and grandmother's name on his uh, on his left bicep. You know, and then, of course, you know, his uh, he just posted a picture last week of his girlfriend who's five months pregnant with their daughter. You know, just uh, the future was so bright for this guy. Yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, Bob, what about in interactions that you have had with him? I imagine you've been being in all the major league clubhouses and uh, and seeing his last performance on the mound against the Nationals. Is there anything about him that you can kind of relay from your experience in, in what kind of guy he was when he was talking to you? Just that ever-visit personality. We're outgoing. Hey, if you if you got time for a few minutes, sure, sure, whatever you need. You know, look you right in the eye and be joyful, answering the questions. Just excited to be a major league ball player. Uh, you would never know that he was a uh, a superstar. And you know, love the game, love talking about other players, uh, discussing the game, but just always at full attention. That, that's what always got me. Was that he was always so curious and and wanted to talk about the. Uh, about the game. It wasn't inconvenience to talk to him or, hey, I got to do something. And uh, he was, you know, among everybody's favorite guy. One of the things, too, it seems like baseball gets more than its fair share of these type of tragedies. Um, I, I think of a couple years ago during the World Series, Oscar Tavares, another up-and-coming young potential star outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals, was killed in an auto accident. Um, before that, uh, a couple other times, there, there were some uh, incidents with a couple of Cleveland Indians players killed in a boating accident. You go back to Thurman Munson, Roberto Clemente. Does it seem like, or are we just too close to baseball, that it seems like there are too many of these or, or more than maybe in, in other sports? You know, probably we're so close to it. Uh, you know, this thing happens, you know. We had, you know, the young P- Angels pitcher, remember, Nick Aidenhart, right. 2009. And, uh, of course, Corey Lytle on the plane accident in uh, in New York in 2006. So, yeah, these things happen. But, you know, when I lived in Minneapolis, lived across the street from Corey Stringer, you know, who died on the field from uh, uh, a heat stroke. You know, of course, Len Bias and on and on. But, yeah, it just uh, – this one seems like it, it hit harder than the other baseball uh, tragedies, maybe because he was so young and such a you know bright future. You know, we all thought that, okay, maybe a uh, Oscar Tavares could be a star, but, but he certainly wasn't. Right. Uh, this guy was already a star with, you know, with perhaps a Hall of Fame future. You know, you talk to a, uh, uh, you know, Pedro Martinez, and he said he had a brighter future than, than he was. He, he thought he was a better pitcher. Yeah, and this is a kid who jumped from from single a ball to the major leagues and was rookie of the year uh, a couple of years ago so i mean just that kind of talent right there shows you what kind of a player he was one of one of the great strikeout pitchers in all of major league baseball i think this season might have had the highest strikeout rate for any starting pitcher in maybe in baseball history i mean he was that good and and you're right bob 
just to see that flame put out so quickly when there was so much ahead of this young man, it's it's a terrible tragedy. How do, how does how, first of all, how do the Marlins get past this, and how does Major League Baseball itself get to you know the point where we should be as excited about you know the postseason and and everything like that? This should be the most exciting time of the year, and now we have this in front of us that uh, just is overshadowing everything. Yeah, it really is. And he had a uh, he struck out 34.3 percent of batteries he faced this year, Steve. So the only people with higher strikeout percentage in any season were Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, who are both in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And the uh, his ERA is the second lowest of any pitcher in modern day history. Only one lower is Clayton Kershaw. But yeah, I mean the Marlins aren't ready to uh, address what it means. I mean, obviously it takes years to, you know, overcome this. I mean, you're talking about in you know a, a true ace, a guy who was going to probably lead them to the playoffs, or they were very excited about the possibility of what he was going to do. You know, baseball has a way of uh, of going on. You know, in the playoffs, you know, we'll start in a uh, you know a, a week from uh, a week from Tuesday with wild card games, and of course the division games on the following Thursday and Friday. So uh, you know, we should never ever forget him, and uh, and certainly he'll always be on our mind. Uh, it'll be a big big thing, of course. Next year at the All Star Game, it's in Miami. Right. They're already counting on Fernandez to be you know to be pitching that game uh, or starting that game, I should mm-hmm. say. So baseball has a way to go on, and uh, it will, but just going to take a uh, a while to recover, but particularly in Miami. I think we'll see uh, a lot more tributes, a lot more jerseys in dugouts. Um, the Marlins already, I saw uh, the number 16, his, his uniform number, on the back of the mound there at Marlins Park. Uh, I think this, this postseason, you know, to, to have um, so many – things like, uh, you know, celebrate to celebrate the Vin Scully's, you know, great career in Major League Baseball and to have kind of like the the old and the young and and we're both sort of having those those taken away from us. Uh, I think this is a will be a bittersweet postseason. And I think we'll see lots of remembrances of Jose Fernandez throughout the postseason. I do, particularly you're talking about, you know, one of the oldest guys, of course, is David Ortiz, you know, 40 years old last season. And I thought it was a very honorable, uh, you know, pointed tribute for Ortiz to tell Tampa Bay, hey, I'm not celebrating my retirement thing today. You know, we can do that behind closed doors. This time is for Jose. I want to, uh, you know, remember him in the moment of silence. It's no time to uh, be celebrating anything. So I would think, you know, guys like David Ortiz, uh, the Cardinals make the playoffs. Aldemis Diaz was very close to him as well. Uh, So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think his name will come up throughout the postseason by people who are close to him, you know, whether it's Yasiel Puig, the Dodgers, or, or somebody else. And I think it's it's appropriate to to celebrate the life and the accomplishments and the joy of Jose Fernandez. I think that's the best way that we can remember him is to remember how much fun he enjoyed, uh, had playing the game and enjoyed playing the game. And uh, he will he will definitely be missed. He will definitely be remembered. And uh, Bob, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your memories of Jose Fernandez. Thank you so much, Steve. All right, that will do it for this edition of the Walk-Off Podcast. For more coverage of Jose Fernandez and uh, the rest of the Major League Baseball season, 
check us out at mlb.usatoday.com. For Bob Nightingale, I'm Steve Gardner. Thanks for joining us.